need to get to a place where you're not worried about what everybody's thinking about. And that's a powerful place to be. And a lot of people want to be there. And they are so worried about what other people think that it stops them living their life and living their dream of basically freedom. I believe that every person has the power to transform their life. Today, I will unlock that power in you. I'm Luke, and you're listening to the Luke Mind Power Podcast. It's time for you to heal and to find inner peace. Are you ready? Just send me a DM that says, I want inner peace to get started. Until then, enjoy this episode. Welcome back, guys, to this extraordinary podcast. Uh, you're rocking with Luke Mind Power on the Luke Mind Power Podcast. Another episode, I've got someone that's bloody powerful, okay? That's an understatement. His name's Chris Simons. I met Chris about three years ago during COVID. And yeah, he's a <laughs> he's an awesome dude. It took me a little bit of time, I'll be honest, to to actually like get to know him and and to kind of open because I'm pretty like uh, a bit, you know, uh, careful with who I let into my circle, you know. So I remember being a bit um, like, you know, who's this dude? Um, but Chris is is a is a life coach. He is a entrepreneur. He is a trader, uh, investor. He's also uh, in construction, so he does property development. Uh, he's bloody does a lot actually <laughs> shit but anyway bro welcome to the luke mind power podcast Woo, luke thank you what an introduction you made me sound um interesting <laughs> yeah but that's but there's there's a lot that you do man it is when you put it like that yeah, yeah. sometimes you gotta remind yourself like shit there's a lot but that's the, just going back to what i said in terms of like your environment, your proximity, what you allow in that space. Mm. Yeah, it's like you're, you're always observing, mm. you know, and I remember first seeing you on Instagram and I was like, who's this dude? And at the time I think I had like 5,000 followers. Yeah, I think we both had something like that, yeah. I did. And and you had you had more than me. Yeah. Bro, you had about eight. <laughs> I remember. Yeah, look so, at you now. Yeah, so I was like, who's this dude, you know? Um, let's not worry about the numbers now, but it's not, that's not the point. What the, are your numbers now? Nah, fuck nah, A million on TikTok, 350,000 on Instagram or something in such a small amount of time. Well, yeah, that's funny you say that, bro, because if you look at it, it's, um, it's 2023, it's April mm. and it's like this time, it was pretty much this time, 2020. So three years ago, wow. I had about 6,000 on Instagram. It's gone like that. TikTok was like, taking, yeah, but that's consistency, so man. So yeah, there's a 1.1 million on TikTok. Uh, I've got wow. a couple. I've got a few accounts on Instagram, so it's over 400,000 on Instagram, mm. and over 300,000 on Facebook. You know, so well done, well done. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate that. You've, it's, grind, you've grinded hard. Yeah, but that's is, like yeah, I guess that's huge, the evidence, right? It's but you know what? Like, even though I've got so much in an audience, mm. there's the business side of it. Oh. And to be able to learn to like put all the systems in place yeah, to have yeah. uh, the funnels or to have the websites or to have the team or mm. to have, to be able to m maximize yeah, yeah, yeah. the, what you have to be able to expand and to, you know, to get back yeah, from yeah. what you've got. And in terms of, you know, success and stuff like that, that's the challenge. Yeah, right. It's like one thing to dance around on TikTok, but then to run a business with employees and all that, it's like it's, it's a whole different kettle of fish, right? And Absolutely. There's big growth in that and a lot of testing times, a lot of times you want to give up, right? Not even not just that, bro, but it's there's so much to learn. 
you know, and I, and I know I used to say, I used to say all the time, you know, I could never run my own business or, you mm. know, like I, you've probably heard me to say this before. You, if I had a business, I'll give it to my, I'll tell my brother-in-law to run it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's the same thing with anything, I believe. It's that if you don't try, you'll never learn. Mm. Right. If you, mm. if you, if you keep doing the same shit, you'll never know how to do other shit, mm. <laughs> you know, mm. and the same thing with business. It's Seriously. like anything. It's so if I didn't step into this and try and learn, how do I run this business? How do I? Taking the leap of like the unknown and being willing to fail and like just failing and failing and failing. And that's what, you know, clearly you've done. It's just like, it's, it's pretty amazing to see. I still can't even believe it. Like just the constant grind and the growth I've seen in such a small amount of time, it's like, fuck, like, wow. But, it, but is it inspiring? Yeah, 100%. It's like, um, you know, lately, you know, the last couple of weeks, I came over your house and we just had a, you know, just a chat, a catch up. And then we went to dinner a couple of nights ago. And just like every time we bounce off each other, it's like I come out feeling more inspired, more confident, mm, more mm, like, mm. you know, it's like a reciprocal energy. Mm -hmm. You don't get that with the average person all the time. It's like, you know, it's like there's all levels of growth and mindset. And, you know, when you want to keep on succeeding, going higher, you can't just be hanging around with people that are having low talk conversations, mm. like talking about people, just talking about going out all the time, talking about, you know, so our conversation is such an inspiring conversation that it leaves you filled up, you know? And it's like like this like this glass says half full. It really does fill your glass, like, you know? And um, like they say, you are who you hang around, right? And it really is a a positive energy uplift hanging around people like you. It really mm. is. Thanks, man. I, so I... more people, like, it is what you say, you know, you're the average of the five people you hang around. And, you know, you want to talk whatever, business, money, which, you know, the average person doesn't want to talk about money. They actually, the yeah, opposite, like, they don't want to yeah, talk about money. I think it's like, like a, it's, it's like almost a negative to be like, I want to earn X amount. I want to succeed this and that. And it's like, you know, it's like that bucket of crabs, you know, you know, the bucket of crab story, you know, yeah, how there's yeah, like yeah, 10, it, but... 10 crabs in the bucket. Yep. And, you know, when one tries to get out and think of like the bucket as society, and there's like, you know, 10 crabs represents millions of people, right? And then there's like a small percentage that wants to get out of that. They don't want to go to uni or, you know, they want to be an entrepreneur or they, you know, don't want to do X, Y, and Z that the majority of the herd is doing. So that crab wants to get out of the bucket and try something different, explore, you know, new opportunities, whatever that may be. Maybe that's dancing. Maybe that's starting, you know, karate. Maybe that's starting a life coaching journey, whatever it is. Right. So and when that crab tries to get out of that bucket, the other crabs will grab onto the other crab that's crab trying is, to grab yeah. out and not let it out of the bucket. Yeah. And um, it's pretty like fascinating to watch because it's actually like true and real. And the, the reason behind it is because the crabs in the bucket, and this is similar to what I believe what happens in society too, is like, when the crab tries to get out, the other crabs feel unsafe that somebody's leaving, that they're going to be more vulnerable without them in a way. And it's the uncertainty. So it's like, no, no, you can't leave. Like, what about us? So they try and pull them back in. So it's like, you know, as you're growing, I've experienced this and I'm sure you have as well, you know, as you're growing more on your success journey, 
whether it's, you know, in your business, finances, just the way you'll carry yourself. You hang out with, say, your family or older friends and it just doesn't feel the same anymore. Mm. And it's almost like you're jumping out of that crab pot. And some people will even say to you, oh, you've changed. And it's like, yeah, that's like, that's the idea. We're here to change and grow, right? Mm. Why is it a negative? Because some of those friends don't like you to jump out of that crab pot because then it's like sometimes you might do better in some ways, whether it's financially, mindset, you know, emotional, you know, you just start carrying yourself better, looking better, whatever it is, you start going to the gym more. Some people will be like threatened by that because it makes them look bad in a way because it's like, fuck, look at Luke, he's got a, he's got a PT, which you do now like mm. going five times a week. Mm. Some people look at that like, fuck, like who is this guy? Mm. Why does he want to do that? Who mm. does he think he is? When really it's like you're forcing them to look at themselves mm. and a lot of people don't want to do that, right? So it's that, that's what I like about hanging out with, you know, like-minded people, mm. which, you know, as, and it is as you get more on the level of success and a mindset of thinking differently and outside that crab box, mm. the less people you can sort of relate with like, you know, the average conversation just down the pub just doesn't cut it anymore, you know, that you've already done for 10, 15, mm -hmm. whatever, you know, like it's like I want something else, mm. right? And it's about meeting those other people. So, you know, any listeners that are listening now, it's if, if you want to take yourself to the next level, you really have to step up your game in who you associate with, who you're hanging around. Like you need coaches, mentors. If you can't afford that, you need to start, going to seminars, right? Like, you know, just like constantly trying to meet other different people and you'd be surprised where that takes you, right? And, you know, like me and Luke right now, like you said, we, we met in um, like three years ago, like around the COVID sort of time, you know, we're doing Instagram lives and things like that. And we just sort of, you know, just connected, did an Instagram live and we just, you know, and it just grew from there. And then as we've kind of grown together in kind of different kind of ways, it's like it's still amazing to attach to someone like you. It's just, it's just a, it's a different feeling. It's an uplifting feeling. Yeah, man. It's powerful. It really is. So that's one thing. You just have to cut off. And, you know, during your times of growing up and during the success, you have to be willing to cut people off. Like you fuck, it doesn't matter who the fuck it is. Mm. Like, can we swear on this? Fucking hope you oh, can. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like, yeah, you know, it doesn't matter who it is. It could be your best friend of 10 years. If they're weighing you down of where you need to go, or what you want to do, or if they're hindering your success in any way, your mindset, they're being that crab pulling you down, they got to go. It really has to get to that point because... That's hard, but... Yeah, that's that's You know, because you, you believe that, and some people have this mindset that if someone's in your life for that specific amount of time, then mm. they're going to be in your life forever. You know, because like, well, I've known this person for 20 years, you know, I can't just let them go, mm. right? So are you willing to sacrifice your own success and you stepping into your power or your potential that you don't even know you have mm. because oh, that's this person one. doesn't like that's it? That's a big one. Right? <laughs> or they're oh, afraid. You're afraid to lose them. So you should be more afraid that you're not going to find your power or mm. discover what power or greatness you have within yourself because you're afraid to lose this person who's draining you all the time which you're, you're not aware of how negatively charged that is to your body. That's huge. Like depleting yourself all the time because this person's constantly complaining or limiting you, right? But you think about it, right? You go, well, why 
why are we afraid to let people go? Mm. Or why are people more afraid of people who are growing mm. or becoming more successful? Why don't they, why are they trying to pull you down, right? So would you agree that that is a lack of self-worth? Because if you Whoa, had self-worth and self-confidence, all you want to do is see other people win. Oh. Or you want you're happy for other people. Why the oh, fuck wouldn't you be happy for someone who's becoming more successful? 100%. You should be inspired by them and going, oh my God, wow, look what they're doing. What can I do? What am I not doing that I could do yeah, more of? Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's that's where I feel like what people are missing is if your ego gets in the way mm. of like, oh fuck him, he thinks he's the best because he's got this or he's got that. Yeah, when I listened to when I was speaking to you last whatever. year when you were talking to me about your investments and and you know your your cryptocurrency and and what you're doing with your your few companies that you have, I was fucking like, that's fucking Chris Simons, bitch. Like, that's who I want to talk to. Yeah, yeah, like, that's yeah. what I was inspired, and bro. I felt, I felt that too because it's not like a jealous, you know, some people act like they're happy for you, but really you can feel that they're just kind of saying that. Mm. And that's why, you know, I have a handful of friends that they're on a similar success level. Some are in a few steps ahead, some are a few steps behind, but there's never like a jealousy of like, you know, oh, wow, he achieved this or he earned this much, or he bought this car, or whatever it is, it's all like, fuck, that's mad, man. They celebrate with you. And then they ask, how did you do it? What did you do? We all help each other out. It's never a negative of getting better and becoming better. And we discussed about this a couple of weeks ago when I was at your house, about how you've done a few podcasts with a few people, and you know you can tell that some people just haven't done the work. Mm. Like, you know, yeah, you, you can act like you're successful. You can be a, a social media guru, an influencer, but, you know, when it times to jump on something like a podcast or really be able to show yourself, show your truth, some people don't have that inside them. They haven't done the work. You know, it acts all good on the outside, you know, and then they're not able to deliver in some way or life comes like a big snowball, COVID or bills, and they're really not able to cope. But they look very good on the outside mm. on Instagram and all that kind of stuff, but they haven't done the work. You know, and they always seem to be going in and out of relationships, attracting the same people and all that kind of shit, which is another mad one. And it's like only recently the last like, you know, four or five years is when I've really honed in of like, no, I'm not going to talk to like ex-girlfriends or I'm not going to hang out with girls that just don't suit me. Like I'm not going to just sleep with women anymore just for that kind of thing. And until you can do that is when you really, really change. Like until you can really, really, because you can say, yeah, you know, I'm a, I want my life to change. Yeah, I'm going to do this. You can talk it up, but you can't continue to do the same thing, right? You can't continue to go out all weekend, sleeping with girls, taking drugs, doing this, whatever, and then expect all the success and things like that. So it has to be a, has to be a time where you go, fuck, man, the only way to change it is really step into it, lean into that un uncomfortableness and get a coach, get a mentor, go to seminars. In a seminar, when they ask for, you know, a question to be answered, get up and answer it. Yeah, I don't you know? like that. <laughs> no one does. Yeah, I know, but that's one freaking thing. <laughs> and that's, I think that's my unfair advantage, right? Because I remember being in a conference in San Diego with Lisa Nichols. Mm. And this is part of my like story, my transformation is that mm. I was sitting like about two, three um, rows from the back. And it was like, I would say it was probably like 80% female yep. in the conference, yep. right? It was called Speak and Write. And Lisa Nichols is a transformational speaker, coach. She's freaking powerful, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so she's walking around the front, you know, and she's talking. She came down from the stage and she said, 
You know, is there any guys in here? Is there any? Let's get let's get an opinion from a male, right? Yeah. And, and I'm sitting like, up the back, shit. and and immediately <clears throat> I just felt like this, like shit. Don't look at me. Yeah, right. Right. And and I was like, just yeah, don't don't look at me. Like I was fucking mm. scared, right? And and I've never. It's just who like it's just my like my innate nature of like mm. you know is it I'm afraid to be seen I'm I'm insecure I'm introverted like all that shit. Belief, I'm scared to say the wrong thing I'm yeah scared to I'm fail. scared of what people might think of me I'm what gonna if choke I say the wrong my thing? face is gonna go red like all that shit right yeah. so 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 what happened like that was a definitive moment in my life because I was like I don't want to be like this anymore yeah. but if you put me in a conference now Mm. And you put me in the audience. I'm, I'd, I'd, I'd probably still be the same. I'm pretty like chilled type of dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not. I don't want to like be in the spotlight in a sense of like, hey, look at me. Yeah. But yeah. there are people that do that normally. It's fine for them to just stand up mm. in front of an audience and go, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've got a question, right? Where I'd rather just sit there and not say anything. Majority but, of people would. But I think I feel I, I relate to Dean Graziosi a lot. He's someone that was Legend. also said something like that. Mm. Where even though he's on stage and he's doing what he's doing, yeah, yeah. he's still very like really like introverted, really like quiet, and he just yeah, yeah. like he's not that guy that yeah. you think because you're on stage. And I think a lot of speakers are introverted. A lot of speakers are quite mm. timid and 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 you know shy. Maybe comedians even are as well. You know, and so yeah. it's just something that you break through mm. to build confidence in, deliver, and then you go, "Don't talk to me anymore." <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, so, oh, but what I say with that whole introverted thing is be careful what you label yourself with, because I believe that, right. Uh, I'm not an introvert. I just, I just like to keep to myself, mm. but put me around the right fucking people. And I'm an extrovert. Yeah. Look at, I'm, 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 same, I'm, yeah. I'm vibing with your energy yeah, yeah. and look how we're talking. Yeah, right. Yeah. But with the wrong people, bro, I don't want to talk. Yeah, yeah. I'll just let you talk. You know, I'll observe. That's in a form of emotional intelligence too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because it's like, you want to save your energy. It's like I really don't want to associate with wasting my energy with what am I going to get out of just talking about useless stuff, right? And Protect you know, energy. Yeah, huge. But, you know, the biggest thing for me, and I'd like to know you as well, but for me, I used to be very the same, feel scared, you know, blah, blah, blah. But as I started to go to seminars, I still got that feeling. But it all changed. When I got a coach and it was like you're surrounded with like 50 other coaches that are trying to, you know, grow and succeed the same as you. And then you'd have to answer questions and you'd be at seminars. And I remember just like kind of a breakthrough when I was just like, you know, it was just like kind of like a Tony Robbins kind of vibe, jumping up and down, everyone's high-fiving. It was a good like immersed kind of, you know, um, setting. And, yeah, once you start, when a question comes and once you start actually going, you know what, I'm going to actually get out of my comfort zone here, you actually find, you know what, this is actually great for my growth. Every time I feel that kind of feeling, that's when I need to act and put my hand up, right? Because a lot of the time it's like we just want to stay in our shell and not be seen and all that. But the growth is where that uncomfortableness is, right? Like that, that uncomfortable feeling is really where the growth is. So for me, obviously doing you know, Instagram lives and doing videos, that helps. But it's like you can be great on Instagram lives and on TikTok and all that. But then when it comes to a podcast or a seminar, it's a totally different thing. Mm. Like it is like a total different pressure, you know, like Clubhouse, things like that. You can be really good and like on Instagram and, you know, taking videos. And then when it comes to Clubhouse with like 10,000 people listening, you're like, 
fuck, fuck, like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's some big names on there and you're mm-hmm. like, your mind just plays tricks on you. And, like, yeah, it's like you're getting – you have to get that practice on different situations as well, mm-hmm. not just doing everything that you like and feel comfortable with, mm-hmm. doing the things that you're not. Yeah, that's is, true. I, I guess, you know, I, I, I haven't had – that much experience in conferences or seminars to go, okay, let me get out of my comfort zone and stand up and ask questions. So you could definitely grow there. Year, September? You could de- well, the thing is I'll probably be in California. Um, Good excuse. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll do my own Tony Robbins, man. He's going to call me. Yeah, uh, he's going to call me and go, Luke, I want you on the stage, man. Yeah, We're manifesting yeah. that right now. But that was a definitive moment in that conference because Lisa got on the stage and then she was showcasing her clients. Mm and showing what her Speaker's Mastermind program does. Mm. I'm sitting at the back there after feeling that fear and I'm like looking at her clients delivering on stage and I'm like, this is what I need, mm. you know? And I was you like, it was, it, was, it, was, to... it was calling me, bro. Yeah. I was like, and as soon as she said, everybody come up to the back who's interested in, in doing this program, working with us, I was there, mm. you know? And and I, and it was an investment, you know. I think it was like twelve thousand dollars or something yeah. like that, you know. And that's but the thing; it's not. A, it's no, not it's cheap. not cheap. It's, but it's how a... much? Like, what are you willing to do? You know, like, what are you willing to invest in? It? People are scared to pour money into themselves. Mm. It's like fuck that. But this they're is quite happy life. to go and spend like fifty, sixty, eighty grand on uni with a hex debt ah, for the next off. ten years. You know, like, I and get then it end if up you want to not a job at the end. I get it if you want to be a doctor and all that kind of stuff, you know. But mm. yeah, that's a like times are changing, but man, mm. technology is changing. Information is so available and mm. you don't need a degree to, to become successful. Mm. A degree is great. Of, yeah, course, of course, it's good to do uni it's, and stuff like that, not, but not dissonant, it's but not the be all end. No. Like. And I mean, that's where I felt insecure for many years that, you know, I didn't go to uni. Uh, I'm not smart enough. Mm. I don't know what to do. I don't mm. you know. Everybody around me has gone to study and, and there's their life experiences is like, you know, university can teach you so much, but life experiences is like, will trump that in many ways you know like it's really those life experiences and you know going out meeting different people seminars pushing yourself you know if you want to start karate go and do it you know take action so many people they like oh I don't want to start something what do I do and you know the thing is and this is what a lot of people miss is like it's just as important in life to find out what you don't want oh, no, yes. than what you do yes, want. Yes. Like don't worry. Like take it, do it. Do karate and go, oh, you know, it was all right, but it's not for me. I'll play tennis. Oh, you know, it's all right, it's not for me. You know, do a seminar, do this, do a PT, whatever it is, mm. dancing, whatever it is. Only you know what your dream is. Only you know what it is. And it will slowly steer you on the right way, but you have to take action. Mm. So it's just as important to know what you don't want than what you do want. But you got to get moving. Mm-hmm. You can't just sit there on your ass and expect life to be better. you got to take action. Mm-hmm. You want to learn about the stock market? Start hanging out with people that are into the stock market. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, um, there's like, you know, courses online that you can do and you can meet, you know, coaches and mentors that teach stock market. But then in there, there'll be like 10, 20, 50, 100 different people just like you in there. Bang. Right? And it's like people wait for that right time all the time. Like, and it's like man, it's not going to happen, you know, mm-hmm. and I know from like, you know, some of my clients is like they they want to get into the property market. Oh, I just don't know how to do it. How long have you been wanting to do this? Oh, like 10 years, five years, I just don't know. And it's like, when's the right time? It's and never then, the right time. The time is where you make it right. Right. And then when you put the steps out in front, the goals, and it's like you're creating a map to the future, 
you know, six-month goals, one-year goals, five-year goals. It's like, wow, that's what's possible for me. And it's like, this is like, it's like, it's like going to school, learning ABC is like having your goals, like having a map to the future that you can see mm. your goals, whatever mm. you want, a husband, a wife and kids, a business, you know, go overseas, you know, that holiday, you want to meet Mike Tyson, you want to whatever, make that happen. And you got to take action. You can't mm. just go, oh, it's too hard. It is hard. We all know it's hard. Is you got to take action. Is life hard? Life is somewhat hard, but you've got to look at it as a challenge because there's sometimes where it, it is hard and you're like, fuck, I feel like giving up. And, but the thing is there's no growth without resistance. Mm. There's no strength without resistance. Mm. Like perfect example, you go to the gym, if you don't put weights on the bars, if you just lift air, there's no resistance, there's no strength, there's no growth, mm. right? And, you know, it, it's like you've got to, you know, being broke or being unhappy being dissatisfied is hard. Being happy, being successful, being wealthy is hard. Choose your heart. It's both hard, ways is hard, mm. right? Like it's both ways is fucking both hard. Mm. But what would you rather? And, you know, as we know, you know, it's a cliche um, quote, but, you know, Tony Robbins says that progress equals happiness. And I truly believe that. Like so much in my life where, you know, as I went through mental health issues and things like that, the thing that fucking got me out of it was growth, mm. was growing. Mm. Even yeah, if it was us, just reading one book. Tell us a bit about that <clears throat> mo that point in your life where, you know, you went through anxiety, uh, You maybe it was a relationship. What was that thing that yeah, kind yeah. of like just fucked you or just like <clears throat> was really that dark place? Mm. And now how are you... How did you get out of it and how are you living now? How do you Turn feel? Turn it into your power. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, sometimes the the um, darkest point in your life can be a motivator and really push you out of it. So, you know, I'll get, you know, a bit vulnerable. And, you know, it was about eight or so years ago um, and, I, you know, a girlfriend at the time who I loved, you know, I thought I was going to get married to her, blah, 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 um, found out she was cheating on me. And, you know, this apps from going from such a strong, confident guy, like nothing ever fazed me. I never went through any type of mental health issues like with anxiety, depression. And you actually don't know about it until you go through it. Like no one can really say what it feels like to have a mental health issue of anxiety, depression, unless you've had it, right? Like unless you felt like you want to kill yourself, you felt like you're having panic attacks every day, you really can't describe it. Like it's um, a text over your life. So anyway, during that time, you know, I was about 26 years old and so it's about nine years now. And, you know, I was living on the seventh story building in Cronulla, looking over the whole beach. Amazing, you know, but during this time, she broke, um, I found out she was cheating and I broke up with her and it was just, I couldn't be happy. And I was like, I'm fucking living on an amazing place, looking at, like beautiful Cronulla. I'm like, how can I not be happy? And um, my mind started spiraling out of control every day, like just thinking about, you know, negative things. How could you do this to me? How this, was I not good enough? Maybe I could have been better. Maybe she wouldn't have cheated if I'd done this, X, Y, and Z. You know, beating myself up a lot. But then obviously, you know, going through the, the grief cycle, you know, obviously, you know, shock, the anger, the stress, the anxiety. And during this time, I just got, a crazy amount of anxiety from it 
And during that time, I also had lost my license, which was made it even harder. And I was getting like the train into the city because I was working in high rise buildings at the time. And it was like an hour train ride. And every day on that fucking train, bro, it was like the worst thing of my life. I was having panic attacks on the train. Because you knew she was cheating on you? Or just because my because... mind was so fucked. Like it was just like, it was just like the so first the time I really like, uh, like wanted to marry someone. Like I actually yeah, really thought, yeah. fuck, this was it. Finally, I've met a yeah, girl, yeah, yeah. you know. And So she was like your safety. Like she gave you... In a way, it was just like it was. I had the blueprint in my mind from a young age that by 30 years old, I would have a wife and kids with a white picket fence. This is great. I'm 26 now. I've met her. You know, I'll buy a house, kids, and all that. Yeah. And it just crushed me. And and at the time, I was hanging out with some friends that had turned negative because they didn't want me to have a girlfriend and all this. And anyway, we were having fights and blah blah blah. So it just became a toxic place, and I just didn't know how to deal with it. I had no tools on how to deal with like heartbreak mm. like and it's just like I know there's going to be people listening that have gone through this and majority of people have but some people don't get the full anxiety and depression you know like I was going through I had to go to a um the doctors and psychologists because I was literally like man I can't work anymore I can't sleep like I can't eat like literally just my body was so every day I wake up brr, 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 and I'm like, oh, my God, am I going to have a heart attack? Then you start believing you're going to have a fucking heart attack. And mm. then so, and so, you know, I had to go to psychologists and, you know, I went on antidepressants, which I really didn't want to do. But I went on it and I had like low dose and it was more like a placebo. It was more just like I feel anxious quick. I have this and it makes me feel better. But mm. really, I was having such a low dose, it wouldn't be doing much anyway. Um, but I did feel a little bit of numbness, just felt a bit weird. But... You know, I was I was on antidepressants for like about 18 months and I was still fucking depressed. Mm. I was on antidepressants and I was still fucking depressed, <laughs> That's right? I'd gone to four different psychologists over about two years and only one really got understood me. Mm. And he was actually a guy that, you know, he we had a similar kind of, um, um, you know, going out and, you know, getting on drugs and things like that so we could relate and he could understand kind of he had anxiety before and he couldn't understand. There's some psychologists through there and people that are listening is, you know, many of us go through psychologists and, you know, therapists and that's fine. Like there's nothing to be embarrassed at all. It's a powerful, it's, it's, it's good to do. But some people are not for you. And I had to go through three to find the fourth one that was good. Mm. And through those first three, I was like, this is fucked. This is fucked. Like literally it was like, People that have literally gone to university, again, I'm not paying out university, but it's like literally they were just reading out of a textbook. I'm like, man, I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack. I feel like I'm going to die every day. What do I do? Oh, just breathe. Just this. And I'm like, dude, I'm fucking breathing. I'm trying to breathe. Like it's like they don't have – they've never felt anxiety and depression themselves, mm -hmm. like in a deep, dark way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was in there. I remember, Luke, like there was one time I was in my fucking bed, bro, in Cronulla, seven-story the top story, looking over all the Cronulla, mad balcony, you know, like, so how can you not be happy? And I rang Lifeline that night because I'm like, man, my brain is telling me to jump off the fucking building. Fuck off. Literally telling me to jump off the fucking building, you know? And, you know, during this time I'd stopped taking drugs or drinking much and all that. Like it'd be like almost 12 months since I'd kind of did all that because it just didn't feel right. Like, and, you know, it's just like anyone that's gone through it, it's just like a fucking weight on your shoulders, the depression, anxiety, every day your heart is like, 
it feels like you're going to have a heart attack every fucking day, all day, mm. for like 18 months. Mm. So the way I see it is that... It's good that you're here, bro. Yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks. And like anyone that's, you know, it's a really important thing and, you know, there's a big cop-out with, you know, mental health day and are you okay and all that kind of stuff because it's almost like, you know, we do it these days in society, like corporations and workplace, are you okay day, check on your mate, this and that. But really, no one really gives a fuck, let's be honest. It's it's a fucking, it's full of shit. It's just mm. like a, you know, virtue signaling thing. Some people are genuine, but most of it isn't. So it's not like you have to wait for one day to check on your mates or see if you're okay and stuff like that, right? I can just be a good person all the time. But like you need to understand that like the mind is like the way I train, looking back now in hindsight, I trained myself to be anxiety, anxious and depressed. And the reason why I did it, think of like your life and your mind as a Walkman. Remember the old Walkmans, you plug a tape in and you can record things. Think of like the tape deck as like your mindset, what's going on, what your little mind, your little ego, the little voice in your head says. Think of like that. Is it positive? Is it motivating? Is it negative? Is it telling you that your fucking girlfriend that you love cheated on you all day, every day? Are you a loser? You know, I was getting my tape deck, the man, the, the show in my head went from like strong, confident, not anxious, like never had this fucking feeling of wanting to kill myself every day, wanting you know, like heart racing, never had this fucking feeling, mm. didn't know how to deal with it. And so when you're going through that, it's like I pressed record and erased all the motivating and positive and confident self-talk and my self-talk is like I recorded on my tape deck, on my Walkman, like you're a loser. How could you fucking do this? Mm. You fucked up. It's your fault. Or like how the fuck could you, you cheat on me? You weren't good enough. I wasn't good enough. How mm. could I be better? And at the time, you don't really think about that. It's just kind of like you're just on the train and you just kind of dwell in it. Mm. It's you like get lost you in get it. lost like, in yeah. it. And it's like I let I let myself do it. I let myself. It's my fault. Like, you know, for years I blamed her for that feeling. Mm. I blamed her for being on antidepressants. But really it was my fucking fault. Of course she played a role, but in the end, and this is a huge one that I live by is no one can make you feel a certain way unless you give them permission. Mm. No one can make you anxious or depressed. Sure, they can add to it, but if you're built with your bulletproof vest on, you've done the work, your mindset, no one can fucking affect you except yourself. Right? The warrior within well, is I, the biggest like, voice. I like to say, you know, why would you want to be with someone who doesn't want to be with you? Oh, that's huge. And if right? you have been... But I was like that. I was thinking, why? Done, but, if you've done the growth, if you've mm. done, if you've worked on yourself, if you really have a strong, loving relationship with yourself, yeah, yeah. right, and you have that confidence, then you understand that you are whole and complete on, all on your own. Mm. And someone coming into your life is an added bonus, mm. right, that helps you become a better version of yourself, as you totally. do to them. You know, you pour into each other, yeah, yeah. but you don't need them for you to be for you to feel whole and complete. So, so in that being said, when something like this does happen. Right, where they go, mm, you know what? I've gotten bored with Chris. I'm going to go fuck this other guy, mm. or I'm going to sleep with someone else. Mm. And then you find out what is it? It's a, it's just teaching you a clear thing that this person's not for you. Right, it's now. time to fucking let him go. And yeah, it's going to hurt a little bit because yeah. you're like emotionally, you've invested so much time and energy into the relationship mm. over a course of how many years or whatever it is. Yeah, but it's like 
you got to like decide like fucking is it worth working on like you know someone cheats on you do you go and chase them mm. or do you go i'm going to respect myself enough right here to show you that i respect myself and i'm going to mm. fuck you off and then you know not worrying about revenge you know like that was the other thought process the best like, revenge fuck, is massive I get success her back like <laughs> i like Looking back on it, yeah, you're right. And looking back on it, like I was thinking like, fuck, I'll, like you want her to feel the same pain you're going through. And after you go out of it, you never actually really wanted that. You're just like going through so much pain. But it's like back to the tape deck. It's like, and be very mindful of what you're putting into your brain because your mind is like a fucking sponge. It will mm. listen to all the negative on the news and all the negativity of your friends and blah, blah, blah. And before you know it, you can be anxious and you can be, you know, just not the same person, right? Because you've pressed record on your mindset of your Walkman and you've now recorded over your positive or your, you know, your mental clarity or your, the state that you want to be. That's why it's every day is clarity. Every day is working on yourself. It's not next week, tomorrow, once a week. And so I pressed play and was, I'm a loser, blah, blah, blah. So, and as going through learnings of, you know, psychology and the mind and things like that, and it's like, you know, 21 days will, um, you know, build a, a habit and, you know, 90 days will influence your subconscious brain, right? So think about it. When you first go to the gym, this is just an easy one for people to relate, is the first couple of days you're kind of motivated right? Then when it gets to two weeks, it's kind of like, shit, the motivation isn't there as much. It's now becoming hard. Then when you get to 21 days, it becomes a bit of a habit. It starts to get a little bit easier. By the time you get to the 90 days, you've now influenced your subconscious mind that now it's automatic. So what I didn't know at the time is I was recording for 21 days of negativity, I'm a loser, blah, 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 became a habit. Then when I just got to 90 days, it got into my subconscious brain, which is the supercomputer of all of us. Now that was my automated response. And now I got so used to becoming anxious and depressed because I had trained myself to be there, right? It's now became, it became me. And then I didn't know how to get out because I had to then learn how to record again a whole new life. I had to rebuild myself. You know, I had to upgrade to a Discman. I had to upgrade to a Walkman, right? Like I had to upgrade. And, you know, that's, it's such a powerful thing to watch what you're putting in and what, what, watch what you're recording because it will, it will make who you are. It really will. So uh, what Earl Nightingale says is true. You become what you think about. Mm. Massively. And that was it. I became anxious and depressed and it was my fault. And that's the thing. Until you take full fucking responsibility and don't blame anyone else for where you are, how you feel, until you say it's my fucking fault and I'm going to get out of it, that's when you get the power. That's the biggest power when you just cut the bullshit, face it. Don't like things fucked up. This happened to you in the past, whatever it is, it doesn't have to hold you your whole life. And it just became a part of me that was like, okay, this is kind of how I am. But I knew deep down it was like it wasn't me. It was just a thing. But at the time for kind of that two or so years, it was like, man, even after I got off the antidepressants, which was one of the biggest things, and it wasn't really that it was antidepressants that was doing anything. It was just the habit and feeling safe that I wasn't going to have anxiety or panic attacks and things like that. So like – I got to applaud anyone that gets out of, you know, kind of heartbreak and mental health issues and anxiety and depression. You should give yourself a pat on the back because it is huge. And many people don't come out of it. You know, I've got two male cousins that committed suicide, you know, one at 17 and one at like, 
I think he was about 14 or something like that, 16, you know, and, you know, males are way more inclined to commit suicide. You know, 75% of all suicides are male, you know, not to be negative, but these are the facts. So just know when you're going through it, it's okay. It's okay to go through it. We're all going to go through it. Just be mindful of what you're recording. Don't let it go to 21, 90 days. You're, you're meant to grieve, but you're not meant to grieve 24-7. You're meant to feel it, yes, but then keep yourself a bit distracted. Feel it, allow yourself, give yourself an hour to feel sad. And then go, all right, that's it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to focus on something else. And it's fucking hard, but you've got to push through it. And at the time, I just didn't realize, but I was training myself to be depressed. And, you know, many of us have a highway to negative emotions. We know how to get sad and anxious and depressed very quick. And we know how to stay stagnant. Right. Just not do anything like, ah, I could be bothered or I'll just watch Netflix or I'll just lie mm. on the lounge or I'll sleep in or, right. Mm. And I've noticed this with myself, like since I've had the personal trainer that, mm. you know, there, there is the mind that's like, ah, oh, fuck, I couldn't be bothered. Mm. But because I've we got all have that before, mind. because I've got this that's commitment. That's the little bitch. That's yeah, the little I've bitch. I've got the appointment. I've yeah. got the, it's already booked in. I have to go, right? And you got two decisions. Like I have Talk to go. To the I've got to get the fuck up out of bed or get up at fucking six thirty yeah, yeah. or whatever it is. Get into the fucking car and drive and go to the gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, even if I don't want to do it, you know. Yeah, so yeah. what that's teaching me is discipline. 100%. And, you know, that accountability is something. And that's why, you know, whether it's investing in your health, your personal development, mm. your fitness, you know, it's an investment into you. What are you, the question is like, how are you pouring into yourself right now? Mm. What are you doing? Totally. You know, because if you're not pouring into yourself, then. Pouring that's... into yourself. What are you recording on your Walkman? Exactly. exactly. What, what are you pouring into yourself? Because, you know. I can guarantee, and this is what helped me massively get out, and actually before we go into that, what led a few years later is I started getting into drugs and I never had got into drugs my whole what life kind of because I was a, um, yeah, I'll get to that, I was like a semi-professional BMX rider. So yeah, okay. all I do is ride all day, all oh, yeah. weekend. What kind of bikes did you have? BMX bikes. What, like what? I used to have a mongoose. It was a fit. Fit bike, hey. Okay, I used to have a mon the mongoose sniper. Uh, we all had one of them back yeah. in the day. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like the mongoose expert or yeah, something, yeah, mongoose yeah, sniper, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so that was like my goal back then. So there was no time to party and do all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, going through that kind of anxious time, things like that, and I found some friends that were into partying and it kind of numbed it, right? You know, I was taking cocaine, MDMA, ketamine. Those were like the drugs of choice at the time. Mm. And to tell the truth, it was fucking great. It was good fun. But I was masking the power. I never fully had dealt with it. Yeah, I had psychologists, things like that. But what changed was the first time when I read um, The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson when I was about 26, 27 years old. Now, what's that, like eight, eight years ago-ish? And that massively changed the direction of my life. And from then I went to my first seminar, property seminar. Stuart Zadell was like a three-day course. Um, like 12 hours immersed, um, you know, and and I was still anxious at the time. I remember sitting in the seats and I was like, fuck, I feel like I'm going to have a panic attack. And then as I started getting immersed into properties and had them teaching me how to leverage my money and own, you know, 10 properties in 10 years and all this kind of shit, I got out of my fucking head, right? Like I got out of it and into life. Like I got from stuck in my head and I was able to shit. I'm actually not anxious anymore. Focus I'm not depressed. It was like I got out of my head because, you know, as they say, when you're in your head, you're dead. Mm. And 
that's the thing. Possibly when you're going through, and and there's a lot of proof around this, is that people that are generally, um, you know, depressed and overwhelmed and feel like life is going nowhere, is because they don't have a map to the future. They don't have a compelling future. To right? look forward to. Generally, when you have a compelling future to look forward to, you're less likely to want to die. You're less likely to want to take your life, even if you're going through a dark time. So that's how important it is to have a compelling future. Always have six-month goals, yearly goals, two-year, three-year, five-year, 10-year, 20 years, like always striving to the next level. doesn't matter what happens during the year because it's going to be an up-and-down cycle. Right? It's going to be like that, mm. you know, so – and, you know, talking about the up and down cycle of life, the ups and downs, you know, I teach this to my clients. It's like, think of like life is like a big ocean, right? Some days it's nice and calm. Some days it's fucking so rough. There's a mm. tsunami, there's wind, all sorts of shit. If think about your life and you're in a little dinghy, right? And the dinghy represents poor health decisions, poor diet, poor mindset, no growth, no discipline. And life, what's going to happen? If it's, if it's calm, you'll be all right. Life is not very calm, mm. right? And majority of the time, it can be very rough. So if you're in a fucking dinghy, what's going to happen? You're going to get thrown around. Life's not going to be enjoyable for you. You're going to capsize. You're going to need help. You're going to need a life raft, right? Like think about you want to build yourself up. You want to build a fucking boat like a, a, Cruise a big fucking yacht, <laughs> right? That when life comes and it's not about – Staying up here of excitement and ecstasy and pleasure all the time. It's knowing that sometimes I'm going to drop into not feeling great, mm. a bit anxious, a bit depressed. That's okay. I know how to get back. So it's more staying like this instead of like pain. Ple I I'm in pain. I need pleasure. And then what happens when you're in pleasure? It comes back down to pain. Mm. Pleasure, right? It's about going through, getting a bit of pleasure, feeling it. All right, come back to the baseline. Mm. Get feeling a little bit sad, come back. And when it's up and down, you're able to go, yeah, what? Like I, I'm, I'm taking this, right? Like, and that's the thing. And when I, you know, got out of that mindset of being a fucking victim mm. of my own thoughts and emotions and feeling like shit and didn't know where to go, once I went to seminars and, and got mentors and really got a, a map to the future, goals, and I was so fascinated when I first heard people like Tony Robbins and Earl Nightingale and Bob Proctor all talk about, you know, goals mm. and how important it is to have yearly goals. And I was like, shit, really? Like, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I've still got my first goals since 2015. Every single year I've got them in here since 2015 was the first time I wrote my goals down. Mm -hmm. And every year I've just, sometimes I've copied and pasted it and I tick it off at the end of the year. Some things I don't achieve, some things I do. Many I don't. Yeah. And you'll be surprised when you look back and go, fuck, man, I've achieved this, this and that. I never thought I'd do that, mm. you know? And just things like, you know, owning 10 properties by the time I'm 37, you know, which is like a year and a half away. And I'm up to four now. And when I was at 27, I was like, I want to get to 10. And I'm at four. And obviously, I'm not going to hit 10 in the next two years. But I know I'm going to hit there whether it's 40 or whenever it is. So it's not about getting disheartened if you don't achieve every single one. Because you want to have goals that are achievable. That's right. Getting your fitness body, your diet, reading one book a year, whatever it is, the achievable ones. Then the medium type of ones, like I'm going to save 50 grand this year or, you know, I'm going to buy a BMW or I'm going to travel, something like that. And then you want the just extreme goals that are almost impossible. 
that scare the fuck out of you. You know, like, you know, 10 properties by 10 years, you know, $10 million by 40, you know, um, you know, doing um, seminars, your own seminars and, mm. you know, things that are like, how the fuck am I going to do that? I don't know how I'm going to do that. And that's the thing that many of the greats talk about is don't worry about the how. Mm. Don't worry about how. Just have a plan, read the plan, and, you know, they teach you that. Read it every night. Read it at least once a week, your goals. So it's in your subconscious mind. It's in the front of your mind, the supercomputer. And, you know, because you start attracting people and like-minded and opportunities because you're thinking about it, right? And, you know, and, and that's, that's, that's a good point about that is like, the subconscious mind, think about it's called the reticular activating system, right? And, you know, when when you say you buy your missus a, a, um, or your husband a red Mazda, red Mazda 3, what happens for the next week or two weeks? What do you see when you're driving? Mazdas everywhere. The mm. same car everywhere. You all of a sudden see the same car. Was it always, always was it there always? Yes. Mm. Now you're just noticing because it's in the front of your reticular activating system, you're noticing it. So imagine with your goals, if you write down, you know, whatever your your health goals are, your relationship goals are, your money goals, your reticular activating system is going to be on the lookout. Fuck, is Luke someone that maybe could help assist me to grow to the next level? Maybe we could do deals. Maybe he's going to, we could work together to help each other out to, you know, propel. Like there's so many things and you really attract it by having mm. your your goals set. It, like it's like imagine you know I'm a builder, a qualified builder and carpenter. I've never once fucking built a house without any plans. Mm. Imagine building a house with no plans, no map to the future, no map. What, what are you going to build? Yeah. Do we just put bricks here and cladding here? Where do we put the bathroom? Where do we put the pipes? Like this is how fucking precise and clear it needs to be. And then I don't know how this isn't taught deeply in school and universities and all that like that's how clear it is you have to you know clarity is key clarity is power and it's like you got to really have that map to the future yeah well going and talking about houses right this is what i talk about in personal development with your own self mm. right many of us don't have a strong foundation in a house before you build the house what do you got to do pour the concrete right before you can put the fucking frame up and shit so many of us, because of our past mm. and our childhood, mm. we don't have a strong foundation. What I mean by that is a strong relationship with ourselves. Know who mm. the fuck you are. How do you know who the fuck you are? Spend time yeah, with yourself. Yeah. Heal your past. Work on your fucking pain and your insecurities and all the shit that happened to you in the past, yes. which helps you to establish a strong relationship with yourself because what do you got to do? You got to process shit. Mm. You got to process emotions, your feelings, fucking how you've been hurt. You got to express yourself. You got to mm. fucking reveal shit so mm. you can heal. Be vulnerable. And, and, vulnerability and, is yeah, power. Vulnerability it's, it's is fucking powerful, your right? Truth. So that's why I say that if you don't, you need a strong foundation mm. with yourself. The, re mm. the relationship with yourself is the most important relationship in your life. Mm. And if you don't have that, why don't we have that? Because we're never fucking taught that mm. to love yourself, to put yourself first. No, fucking give to others more because that's going to help you to feel better about yourself. Because mm. you do, right? Mm. It's like totally. a, it's a fucking, it's like a really good lie, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? I'm going to feel good about life because I give to other people, mm. which makes me feel like I've got a purpose. Yeah. But I'm not saying it's bad the to help others because giving. what do I do? I fucking give. I help. I coach. Mm. I, I, I help people, right? Yeah. But what did I need to do first? Create the base. Yeah, but I need to, to fucking fix Work me. Yeah, I need to yeah. fucking grow. I need to become. Yeah, yeah. I need to heal. 
I need to do, evolve. Do the work. The inner work that's, is the that's what I'm saying. It's the everything. So I had to work on me, mm. give to me, pour into me. Right. I like what Lisa Nichols says. She says, you know, pour, fill your own cup mm. until you're overflowing. Mm. And then when you give, you only give. You only give from your overflow. Mm. Not from your cup. Your cup is so fucking your cup's yours. Always full. Your cup is yours. Mm. But your overflow, that's when you give to that's others. That's wisdom. That's, that's powerful wisdom. shit. Yeah. Right? So, you know, it's yeah, like what we're doing right now, great. right? We're pouring into each other. Mm. You know, we're vibing of each other. You you feel it. It's there's mm. a, a really good synergy of giving and receiving. Yeah, yeah. Right. And that's the kind of energy that you want to surround yourself with. Mm. Because what does it do? It lifts you up. You're going to walk away from this podcast going, fucking hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm going to go as well. And I'm going to like, fuck yeah, that was mad. Yeah. Right. I'm recharged. Mm. You know, and so that's 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 why I say, you know, you, we talked about this earlier. You surround yourself with the right people. Yeah. Who you surround yourself with is whom you become. Yeah. And it takes you to the next level, you know. So I want to just touch on something, Chris, because people are going to go onto your Instagram and um, and one thing that I believe is transparency, I believe having an open mind. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's people that every, everybody has, every, people can judge. Mm. That's what we do all the time. You know, I, I I don't judge anyone. Mm. I'll be honest. If yeah. I do, I catch myself. Yeah, yeah, of I course. Think it's, yeah, yeah. At, look, the, the point is what I'm trying to get to in terms of judging, okay? Yes, you have to have moral values and all that kind of stuff. Like I believe um, my job is not to tell people what to do or how to live their life, mm. you know? For me, seeing less of what the fuck's going on around the world brings me more peace because – I want to focus on what I want to achieve in my life and I want to focus on what I can control. Hmm. But at the same time with this day and age in technology and social media and all that kind of stuff, we have so much access to information that we never used to have. Hmm. Right now, people are probably listening to you going, fuck, who's this Chris dude? This fucking what he's sharing is like amazing. I love his wisdom is this and that. But I believe 100% and correct me if I'm fucking wrong, if there's anyone listening, that you can go onto Chris Simon's Instagram page and then go, who the fuck is he? Why is he sharing this kind of information? Because they'll judge you mm. for what you're sharing mm. on 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 your, your platform, yeah, yeah, right? But what I believe is that whether you're sharing that side of the information or whether you're sharing the other side of the information, you're still sharing shit, mm-hmm. you know? And you see media, whether it's uh, what's on Channel 7 or Channel 9, mainstream media, or whether it's fucking other forms of media because people have established their own channels mm. basically you know just because channel 7 and channel 9 and channel 10 or abc or nbc or cnn is the mainstream big big corporative uh you know yeah. news media yeah, yeah. right there's people out there now with podcasts and YouTube channels and whatever that have formed their own media fucking stations. And this is freedom of speech. Right, yeah. This is this is your ability to share what you know, what mm. you believe in, and then your vibe attracts your tribe. Mm. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So, so, you know, I believe that everyone has the right to, to share their own thoughts mm. and ideas. You know, what I see you sharing, I know that can come with a lot of like people not liking you anymore, mm. you know, with what you share. How do you deal with that, man? 
Because that I think that takes courage. It takes a lot of courage to speak your truth, a lot of courage to go against the majority or, mm. you know, what they've been telling us, you mm. know, for the last fucking three years or whatever. Mm. But how, how have you, because I've watched you, man, over the last few years and, you know, and, and what you do is you continue to share what you really believe is the truth, mm. you know, and you don't give a fuck. No. <laughs> I, I, I think it's like I do give a fuck to a reason but – when what we've gone through over the past three years is something I've never, you know, experienced and there's so much, um, you know, there's so much information out there that a lot of it was bullshit, right? There's a lot of misinformation mm. and I feel that we have be been definitely mistreated um, with over-excessive lockdowns and forcing people to get vaccines to keep their job and couldn't yeah. even cross the border you know, in Queensland or Western Australia to see your family at Christmas, all this kind of shit, I think that's impeding in people's rights and freedoms. Mm. And one of my biggest values in life is freedom. Yeah, well, that's that's what we like, want. Right? That's what we're striving for. That's what I'm, I'm striving for, freedom. So, so that's the biggest thing. So when you say that, you know, is it hard how to deal with it and there's – uh, the big reason why I, I discovered is Jordan Peterson really nailed it. And I never knew I was going to be this type of person to speak out against this kind of thing and be a so somewhat, you know, so-called conspiracy theorist and blah, 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 that I would like to say, which a lot of the time the conspiracy is only six months away from the truth, is that you never know who you can be until you're faced with a fucking situation. Mm. You really don't know if you're able to fight off a dog or a tiger or someone unless you really have to do it. Yeah. Until you step into the fucking ring, you really don't know what you're capable of, mm. right? Until you jump on, you know, Instagram Live or, you know, on a seminar or a podcast or doing karate or dancing or whatever, you don't know what you're capable of. And this is the thing, you know, that we really don't know what we're fucking capable of. We've yeah. really got so much to give mm. and... For me, I just found something in me that was like, this is, someone's got to speak up against this. We can't just all be quiet. We, someone, like, there's like got to be another just, We side. can't just all listen to what they're telling us to do and we follow. Yes. Right? It's like, there has to be. And then when I started sharing things and blah, blah, blah to an opposing view to the mainstream media, blah, 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 I got censored. Yeah. And I got shadowed and all this. And it's like, hang on, this, what? Aren't we in a democracy? Like, I'm not sharing violence or condoning violence or doing I'm just sharing an opposite opinion. This is this is a democracy. It's just like right now, you know, we're going through all these gender issues and blah, blah, blah. Everyone's within their rights to share what they believe. Mm. Doesn't mean you have to believe it. Yeah. Right? Like, you can say you identify as a cat. I don't have to believe it. But that's okay. You can do it. But people like myself were getting censored from sharing things that apparently went against the society norm, which is like all come to fruition now. And it's like, you know, many people, you know, have woken up to a lot of the bullshit. Obviously, I'm not going to go deep down rabbit holes and things like that, but it's it's freedom, man. I don't believe anyone has the fucking right to lock us down for as long as they did. Like, it, no one can, yeah. right? Like, we, you know, we're not here to put other people's lives at risks and things like that. But it went way too overboard and it was an overreach. And obviously now there's even more now with, um, you know, social credit systems and, you know, um, carbon tax credits and all this kind of thing that can be coming, which a lot of people say is a um, conspiracy. But these things are coming. So I guess to the point where it's like, how do you deal with it? I just feel there's something inside me that it's my duty to share this because I don't want to live in a fucking world that's censored and, 
you know, communism kind of values and everything's watched Control. and everything's controlled and yeah. I don't want my kids subject to all this bullshit at school and all this. And why can't someone voice up and speak against it? Like it's crazy how like what you're saying from things that I've shared is such a negative thing, you know, and I lost friends over that that I had friends for 10 years because yeah. they didn't believe the same thing, which is it's fine. But it's like it's a shame that I can't share things, you know, to an opposing view. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, just that's like society puts it like that. But now a lot of people are like, man, like no thank one, you for what you're doing. Quote, there's, a, yeah, thank, there's a quote and it's and I remember sharing it somewhere. I can't remember where I shared it, if it's on my Instagram or somewhere, if I was writing it and it says, no one is more feared than the one who speaks the truth. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, bang. <laughs> Right, and that's the thing. The truth Shit. is like a line. Right. You let it out, it's gonna roll, and it's 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 out. It's just getting censored and hidden. Yeah. And you look, one thing that I love, <clears throat> yeah, I love you, bro. I Thank love you. the fact that you're love just you real and authentic. And I was looking at Grant Cardone's Instagram the other day, and I saw one of his posts, and it was a graphic. He wasn't with Donald Trump, but it was a graphic with him. Mm. He, someone, obviously, one of his team made it up. Mm. And there were so many comments, you know, so many people talk. And look, I'm not getting into politics here. Mm. I'm not in I'm not in North America, <laughs> so I know that how passionate the um, North Americans are yeah, about yeah. Republicans and and Democrats and all that kind of stuff. Mm. But when I saw that, and then I went I went through the comments, there were so many people telling Grant, like, "Shame on you," uh, you know, like against what he like him just po posting that because of their views of who Donald Trump is and all this kind oh, of yeah, stuff, yeah. right? So the, uh, just like there were so many comments, right? And and you know what? I thought, you know what? I'm going to leave a comment. Oh. <laughs> you know? And what I did is I left this comment that basically says that that's the reason why Grant Cardone is so massively successful because he'll post something like this and he doesn't give a fuck about what you think. Mm. And it's not about me being pro or, yeah, or, yeah. or left or right. Authentic. He's just fucking being himself. Yeah. And he's willing to fucking share that, mm. you know? And it's not about me saying I like Donald Trump or I don't like Donald I don't give a fuck about that. Mm. The perp, the, my message is he is being himself mm. and he's posting what he wants to fucking post because that's what he thinks is right. And, and it should be within the means without being censored. Or exactly. Everybody gets on the fucking comments and starts mm. bagging him out. Mm. Right, because they don't think like he does. But mm. you're not supposed to think like he does. You're supposed to fucking be yourself. Mm. And so I love someone that can just be authentic and has the courage mm. to fucking just share that shit mm. the way they want to share it because mm. that's what they think is right. And, of course, it goes against the majority of people. Mm. And I believe that's how the world is changing because mm. there are people stepping up mm. going, I'm not going to fucking conform to what you think is right. Mm. I believe that this is right and yep. I'm going to fucking show up and speak about it. And other people are following that same. You know, and that takes yeah. courage. It takes confidence to do that because otherwise we're just fucking, you know, like they call it, you're like sheep. A black you're like, sheep. You're like fucking I'm just going to follow the crowd. And it's mm. like if you follow the crowd, you ain't going to live your fucking dreams. It's not where your power you is. You know, I said this when I started the, my my journey. I remember walking in my, my sister's apartment in the garage. Mm. And I was like, everybody is going around and round and round in circles doing the same fucking shit, mm. expecting different results, mm. trying to live a fucking different life, but they're going around doing the same shit as everybody else, mm. thinking the same way as everybody else. 
And you are you wondering why isn't my life changing? And why? And I'm and like, turn and... fucking right, create your own road, and leave a trail. Yeah. And so that's what I did. Love that. And and this is who I've become mm. because I I decided to say no to who I was surrounding myself with. Not that they're bad people. I just decided that I wanted yeah. to go in a different direction in my life. I wanted to find who the and fuck is And you don't need to apologize for saying no, no to people. No, it's, it's just, just you can I cut decided people to off. say yes to me. Yeah. Say, hey, you know what? I've given, I spent 15 years <clears throat> of my life partying and and with all the boys and we had such a great time. It was amazing. But I got to a point where I was like, hey, I wonder what would happen if I spent the next 15 years with me. Mm. You know, got to know who the fuck I am instead of losing myself yeah, to yeah, everybody yeah. else because that's what happens. We get so influenced mm. by who we surround ourselves with that we become like them. And it's like you got to ask the question, is that really who totally. I am? Am I supposed to be this person or is there something else? Because you'll never know if there's something else if you don't change and you don't fucking go in a different direction. Totally, man. Right? you got to take action. But, yeah, that's <laughs> – so that was the biggest thing is one of my biggest values in life is freedom, you know, and what's the opposite to freedom? Slavery. Mm. Like literally, what's the opposite to freedom? Slavery. So if we're not free somewhat, then we're really a slave to the system, aren't we? Mm. And that's something I don't want to do. So that's one of my biggest goals in life is to, you know, break free massive financial wealth and to be able to support my family on another level, you know, because I don't want my kids going to – I went to a public school. My parents went to a public school. Public schools are not how they used to be anymore. I believe it's becoming like an indoctrination camp for the system. Mm. And, you know, I don't want that for my kids. And But if they want to go to a public school, fall for it. But I want to have the opportunity to be able to pay for a, a better education, a private school and things like that. So that's the biggest reason, man. So it's like when things like that, how do you do it? It takes the courage. It's like it's not even an option. The courage, yeah, sometimes I write things like, oh, shit, like, fuck. Like, think people are not going to like that. But at the because same he's, time, he's like you're going back to Grant Carter. He's basically willing to lose followers mm. and lose an audience because of his views, right? But I, I believe that your authenticity, like we always go back to, mm. your vibe attracts your tribe. Exactly. You know, and and hey, you know, if I look at my Instagram, I'm losing people all the time. Mm. There are people, people unfollowing my Instagram account all the time. Yeah, if course. I look at the amount of followers, and there are. Yeah, yeah, of And it's like, and, and the thing is, I know myself that I'm going through phases of growth as well. Mm. Some people really resonate with my work for a period of time. And then they get to a new level of life where they're like, oh, I don't want to follow Luke anymore, so I'm going to unfollow him. That's, I don't, it might be posted in a like or whatever. Whatever. They might, whatever it is. A lot of people message me and tell me to stop swearing, you know, because it's – it offends them or whatever. You don't know. It's not, they, they might have grown yeah. up in a fucking really negative, abusive, verbal abusive house, mm. right? And so they see me dancing. They're like, oh, my God, Luke, my pal, wow, I love your dancing. I love your energy. It's so amazing. Then they hear the podcast and they go, what the fuck? He's just swearing all the time, mm. right? And they can't hear the message. They're hearing the swearing because that's what they grew up with, mm. hearing that verbal abuse all the time. Maybe mm. they were in a toxic relationship where they were fucking verbally abused all the time and brought down. Mm. And now they're hearing the F word and they're triggered. Massive. I think a massive thing is when I get this a lot and we're obviously both passionate people and, you know, see the way we're talking now, it's 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 with passion, right? It's not with a negative intent or a violent intent, but some people find passion the way we, you know, articulate and communicate as like a threat or a negative or like you're, you're being, 
you know, domineering or things mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. So that's what I get sometimes in my life. If I have conversations or I get into a debate, I can get like this passion and like, well, like, it's like, I'm not getting angry or anything. And this is just the way I speak. Like, and I believe do everything with passion, but if some people that don't like the way, you know, we speak might be swearing or the passion or it seems like you're yelling or it's like you're violent or it's like, so yeah, some people just have a different communication style and that's fine. Some people like the softer, well-spoken, don't swearing type, right? And that's fine. It's all good. It's most, mostly, <clears throat> it's always about being authentic and that's the mm. one thing that I will never change mm. is dim in my light or shrink in myself because somebody else feels uncomfortable. Yeah. I won't. Totally. It's just, I'm not for you, man. Mm. Go and find another shrunken down, dimmed fucking Luke mind power because that, that, that doesn't speak the way I speak. But that's, you know, the world needs just, you. The world needs everyone different. They need, I believe they need so. all authenticity. And, you know, people need to take that, you know, that giving a fuck what everybody thinks. And this is, there's like a massive thing. Every, so many people, especially in places like Sydney, it's such a keeping up with the Joneses. Oh, look at their shoes. I need to get better shoes. Look, I need the best haircut. I need the best makeup. It's a very, you know, similar to kind of the LA kind of vibe. It's very, everyone needs new shoes, new clothes. It's like that kind of thing, right? So many people care what other people think. And it's like, Dude, do you fucking realize that these people are not going to be at your wedding? They're not going to be at your funeral. In the end, it means fucking nothing. Does really? Do, but do, does anyone really give a shit anyway? No, majority like, of people aren't even looking. You just think they yeah, are. You know, know like mental. You get in your own head, and a lot of people are scared to fuck up and all that, which we spoke about before. And it's just really, people are just fully afraid of what other people think. And there, there actually is a science to this that comes back from tribal years, like ten thousand years ago. And it's basically like, you know, the tribe has spoken that if you are weak or overweight or you're not smart or you're not able to um, hunt, you're, you're keeping the tribe down, right? When it gets into hard times, you know, winter is coming and there's not enough food around and you can't catch, you're weighing the tribe down, you can be outcasted from the tribe. Like we're moving on, you, we're not, you're not in the tribe anymore. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people... That's where judgment comes from because you judge that person. Oh, look at them. They're fat. Oh, this and that. Because your ego wants you to believe that you are higher than them mm. by bringing that other person down, which then makes you believe that you're safe. You're not going to get executed from the tribe mm. because you feel safe. Now, I'm better than those people because look at them. Look at their makeup. Look at their shoes. Look at their body. They're fat, whatever it is. And you, you try and make yourself believe that you're better. Mm. So you can stay within the safety of the tribe. Mm. And if that's an untrained, you know, if you've got like that in your Walkman going, always judging people, really what you're only judging is yourself. 100%. You're, you're judging yourself. Yeah, I know. Right? Yeah. And when you do the work, you understand that. So if I'm ever caught out judging someone or like look at him or something like that, you know, sometimes my mind will see someone like a big jacked up, you know, uh, good body guy and be like, fuck, look at that guy. Like, fuck, I bet you he's a wanker or something like that because, you know, he's so into himself, whatever, which is some of my mates, whatever. But I used to be like that similar. But then you have to catch yourself and like, why is he a wanker? You don't even know him. I don't even know him. Yeah. Like, but that's my, sometimes your natural mind will just say, and you've got to put it in, into, you into check. Yeah, you got to check yourself yeah, before yeah, you wreck yeah. yourself, right? Mm, Literally. Mm. And that's how you become wholesome is really taking for people for who they are, not having to put people down because that old 10,000-year-old mindset 
You know, we have a 2 million year old brain. It's not designed to make us happy, right? It's designed for us to survive. Mm. It's designed for us to fucking survive. It's up to us to make ourselves happy and not judge others and not judge ourselves so much. Of course, you want to be better, but not beat yourself down knowing that, you know, it's just a chapter of your life. You've got to read the book, go to the next, write, write the next page of your book. What's it going to be? And not judge yourself so much. But, yeah, that's a huge one is um, I think for me, and I'm sure you could relate, is like getting out of the fucking realm of judgment, mm. what other people think. Like being yourself, like getting on this podcast and just talking about you had anxiety and depression and, you know, you had an overdose, you know, a drug overdose once. Man, I was so afraid to talk about this shit for many years. And I would like, you would hide it and you try and act like you're tough. I'm not anxious. I'm not depressed. Like you, you, you try and act like you're all good. You got all this shit together. Once I really was like, you know what? I'm fucked up. Like I need help. I need to do this. And then once I, like I said, I worked on myself reading books and you know the slight edge like i said before was the thing and anyone that hasn't read it, i highly recommend the slight edge by jeff olsen and it's about everything in life is the slight edge it's working for you or against you and what do i mean by that i mean that if you don't go to the gym once you're not going to get fat right if you go to the gym once you're not going to get a good body if you go to the gym in a week, you're not going to get a good body either. You have to go for at least eight or 12 weeks for three, four days a week and eat moderately good, decent, you know, a bit of, you know, good diet to get some sort of results, right? So that's the slight edge. So it's like saving that $1 a day is not going to do much for the first week. Mm. But if you save a dollar a day for 10 years, compound it, right, it's going to make you a lot of money. So it's the slight edge in life. Doing that one good thing for your partner, for your wife or husband every day or once a week, buying them flowers or taking the trash out for them or, you know, doing the dishes or just going pick them up from work or doing something nice, you know, that adds up. You know what they talk about, the little things. Basically, the slight edge is the 1% in life, that 1%. Doing that extra video, Luke, on TikTok doing that extra post, going that extra mile, going, it's those little 1% things is really what's going to change your life mentally, emotionally, physically, financially, spiritually. Like in every part of your life, the slight edge is working for you or against you. And, you know, it's the stock market, in the property market, everything is in the, is the slight edge values, mm. is the one percenters, mm. everything. Your mindset, you know, if I, like, like when I said I was on the, on the negative rut of depression and all that, when I said I was a loser once, didn't hurt me. When I said I was a loser a hundred times a day, that's what, that's what hurt me, mm. right? It's the 1%, the slight edge. So massive, massive um, game changer, that book. That's really what propelled me and what got me out of that. Anyone that's going through a, a dark time, because, you know, a lot of us do, a lot of people are right now that are listening, is that... Take time with yourself to process it. Allow yourself to feel it. So many people are hiding from their pain. They're hiding from their negativity. They're, they're embarrassed about it or they're just uncomfortable to think about whatever happened in their life that made them feel this way. But that's your power. That is literally your power. I would nowhere near be here if I didn't go through that, I truly believe. If I didn't go through anxiety and depression and that pain, it would not have given me the same hunger to want to be better and help people get out of it and things like that. And, 
you know. Do you, do you think that sometimes you need to go through the darkness temporarily to to realize that you don't belong there? Well, it's like we say, sometimes the darkness can be the best thing in your life for you is that it's almost like the stock market goes down, bang, and then it shoots back up to an all-time high, right? Mm. And that's where you kind of see it as like it's just the stock market. You go down, feel those emotions, allow yourself to it's feel like it. like being broke. Like being, I had to get I had yeah, to be broke. Same. You know, I had to go to the bottom to lose all my money, to be in debt, credit card debt. Mm. And then with my last 500 bucks <laughs> – invest in a business coach <laughs> that screwed you even more no that was what oh the, the yeah, last like one that, that helped that, you she that's what i got fucked up with but yeah. then i had the last 500 bucks mm. on the credit card to pay for a business coach mm. to start my coaching business which was how much what how much was it it was 60,000 or something Oh no, that was the first way. one. The first one was like over a hundred thousand. Hundred thousand got hundred thousand. He invested for twelve months and got zero results. Like right? or six months. And then three this months later, this is the later, kind of investment. Three months later, because I believed it. Mm. I believed it was going to work for me, right? I believed yeah. that this was my next level, my freedom, right? Mm. And so I had to go through that, and then I had to invest the last of that money because what my business coach shared with me was it made sense mm. and I was like I have to take this chance mm. I have to try yeah, yeah, yeah you know and so I invested it and I said man if uh if this doesn't work I'm going to come to London and find you <laughs> because I was scared you know but he's like but he's like you know all you needed to do hit, was was cut your credit card up and then I can't charge you anymore mm. or cancel it right um but man it was the best thing I ever did mm. you know investing in myself and investing in my business and you know, so that that's the thing, guys. Anyone that it doesn't happen straight away, but you have to try. Progress equals happiness. You got to just start. And like I said, if you're in your head, you're dead. You really need to look at something, have a map to the future that you want to achieve. It doesn't matter what the fuck it is. It doesn't have to make sense to anybody else. Just have the goals and work on it, and you'll see yourself all of a sudden. Instead of focusing on what's going wrong, you start focusing on what is going well and where I can go. And all of a sudden, your life changes. Your mindset's not on the negative. You're not looking behind yourself. You're looking forward all the time. Mm. You've got, and then you become so busy that you've got no fucking time to worry about bullshit. It's true. And negative shit and yeah. weighing yourself. You just the, don't have the time. The, it's just you're always looking up and forward. Yeah, yeah. yeah Chest the, up. You're you're just like like it's not Let's always go. amazing. Okay, there's gonna be times where it's challenging, and you'll feel you'll go through depressive experiences. Uh, because that's like uh, mm. you know the part of the, the being on the ocean, right? It's totally. going to get. It's going to be. There's going to be waves, you know. And right. you got to. But that's what makes you stronger. You learn from every single experience. But I got to tell you, the one thing <laughs> for me mm. that is helping me so much, and this is the one thing that most people are afraid of. When you start to grow, you have to let go. Ooh. And when you let go, Ooh. that means people yeah. that don't complement your life or that don't have the same mindset or vision as you. Mm. And so what I had to go through was, and I was lucky to have Danilo by my side the, the whole time. Mm. Um, we're still, you know, really close. But I've got new people like yourself, mm. um, and I've got other people that I keep close to me because they are there when I need them. Mm. And like I believe that as you grow and evolve, you attract these angels, these earth angels that come with you. Mm on the journey mm. to the peak, mm. to your success, to yeah. your greatness, because you can't do it by yourself. 
And you're not afraid to let go of anyone else. No, no, no. Anything that fucking doesn't compliment your life, it drains you, limits you, depletes you, you know, doesn't lift you up or inspire you, Mm. you fuck it off. Because it's, true. it's like a cancer. It's it it like- is. It is. You, you, you. Once you start doing this work on yourself, there's this deeper connection that you have within yourself, the spiritual side. Yeah, you can call it God. Yeah, the universe, God. You know, you connect. Power, whatever it like, is. Like once you feel that, it's yeah. like you can't restrain it. It's like, such a power. You you have to follow it. Mm. You know, and it makes sense for you. Mm. Right, but it also hurts because you have to let go of emotional connections that you've had with people from the past. Mm. So having the right people in your life, man, is like for me, it's it's the shit. Huge, you know. But Definitely. I want to just um, touch on something, Chris. You met someone mm. recently, mm. and like love is a massive. I, I believe love, having someone by your side. You know, I'm in a relationship with myself. I don't have a a partner, partner in crime yet, and that's okay. I feel very content and strong with who I am Mm. and where I'm going. And when it's the right time, everything will align. Mm. But you recently are in a new relationship Mm. and I'm curious. This was a long time coming. How has this added to your confidence, to your energy Mm. to the way you feel about yourself as a man mm. with your businesses and your success and who you're, mm. who you're becoming. How has she complimented your life and lifted you up? It is funny because she's actually going to love this one. But she even says that, you know, love is really helping your success because things are happening in my life that are getting better. And, you know, and she's, we have a like joke about it. She's like, yeah, see, love will do this to you and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's, it's really true. She, it, it really is a powerful thing. So I met this girl like, funny thing is I met her like seven, eight years ago on like Tinder or Bumble back in the days and we never caught up. She always had a boyfriend. I, always, I had a girlfriend and we never caught up. Then about three years ago as COVID started, um, we met each other again and just went on a date and things just progressed from there. And literally I was seeing her for like two years, like not in a serious, serious relationship, but pretty serious, like exclusive, you know, but I still didn't want to put the girlfriend thing on. And some up here, like you, she waited that long. And so here's the thing, you know, I'm 35 and I'm like, at this stage, I am not going through no more bullshit. I have to make sure this girl is, you know, pretty much the one, not the one, doesn't have to be the one, but somewhat someone I can work with mm. you know I can see a future with it doesn't have to mean it's the one but I'm going to give it a shot enough to give it a shot and during when I first met her she she had to do some work she was still just doing dumb things and you know she ended up doing my courses and she did Tony Robbins and she read books and we got more on the same vibration because we mm. weren't exactly in the same vibration we got on you know when we started, we were indifferent, right? Now we're on the same radio station and it's fucking powerful, man. And it's really just, it's peace. She's like my peace, you know? And I've never had that before. Mm. And when I look at it, it was my fault. Like I went out with these girls that clearly were never going to be my peace. Never. Mm. But it was... One what I went through with my growing up with, you know, kind of a, a violent upbringing with um, my parents and that kind of stuff, that I found peace in chaos. And it took me literally the last two, three years to realize that peace is not boring, which the old me 
three years ago would find this kind of piece boring, not exciting. And going through my trainings over the years and going through more, it's like a dopamine hit of going through, you know, crazy, the crazy ex-girlfriends and it's like an excitement, fight, you know, it's fun, sex, you know, it's all, it's like a up and down, it's like a drug. And then now finding this girl, it's just like, it's such a clarity, it's such a peace, it's such a, you know, like what they talk about when you find, you will find someone and you just connect and it's, and it's a different thing. It's not like an obsession. And this is what I thought in my head that I had to be obsessed with the girl, think about it all day and all this. It's not like that. You're not meant to be, she's not meant to be a fuck. And it's different for people, but even my psychologist who gave me this advice was like, dude, you're not meant to be so obsessed with them that you can't even work because you just need to know where they are. Like that's, I've that's had those not, relationships. we've all had them and that's yeah. what my relationships were, you know, <laughs> and it's like, it feels good and it feels like it's meant to be right when you're like thinking about them all the time or what are they doing, where are they and all That's not how it's meant to be. So there's, and obviously I didn't trust them for a reason, for good reason, right? And because they were cheaters. And I have a, such a trust for this girl. So I don't have that yeah, anxiety of wondering where she is. Yeah, but you know why? Because you trust yourself. Well, that's that's true. I'm a totally different beast than I was, and I could handle it if she ever did do anything that way. But it's it's such a I'm a more of a old school value traditional guy. I believe in like the man is more the masculine duty of the provider and the protector and things like that, and more the feminine is more the supportive, nurturing kind of side, and which she is, and it's such a beautiful thing to not have to argue or feel like I'm getting domineered by a girl or like her always wanting to niggle and fight at me. Of course she tests me and things like that. That's the feminine nature, but we bounce off each other. She loves my masculine energy. I love her feminine energy. And it's like a, it's a, balance. It's a polarity. It's mm. a balance. Mm. And I've never experienced that. I've experienced glimpses of that with other girls, but there's always been a masculine side that came from then that goes against my masculine. And, you know, two masculines is like two male lines that never mm, works. Mm, mm. So I've worked out that for me to stay masculine, which is in my power, and sometimes I bounce into my feminine energy, but mostly in my masculine, especially in business and, you know, driving in your goals and what you're doing, masculine is where the driving force to that is. She doesn't want to do that. Her, one of her biggest things is like she wants to be a stay-at-home mum, support, you know, be a supportive wife. She still wants to have a job. She she does, you know, eyelashes and she can work from home and things like that. But it's like it's such a, a polarity. It's working. And anybody that good. is going through in and out of relationship and think you're never going to find anyone, which I did for some time there until I just was like, you know what, I'm not going to worry about girls. Just focus on my dreams, my goals. The girl will come one day. And she just did. She just fell in, and and it's and it's beautiful. Like I said, it's just such a peace. And we have similar goals and similar values. And we and she supports me. You know, like sends me take. Oh, have fun at the you know podcast. Tell me about it. You know, like I had exes before that like wouldn't even want to know about it. Like just my growth. Like I'm like I just went on stage for the first time, like and I did a little speech and it's like oh yeah. And then that would be like. Who were those girls in the background? Who's that girl? Like literally yeah, right. one of my ex was that jealous. It's like, what? I wasn't even talking to her. Like it's like I have to explain myself mm. that my growth 
insecure. With another, it's insecure, right? And it just mm. brings you down and you think it's your fault, which is kind of like dating a narcissist because mm. they can make you believe it's your mm. fault. Mm. So I guess it's just finding your power and staying in your power and not letting anybody diminish that or take that away from you, right? And at will, you'll just click and you'll find someone and it's, and it's a beautiful thing. It's amazing, man. I'm happy for you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. Keep it going. Oh, man, this has been a good chat. It's been amazing, man. There's been a lot of energy and we talked about a lot of stuff. I know that everybody listening has got a lot of value and inspiration so. and it's amazing how you've come through everything and you're still with us and you're standing and you're powerful mm. and we feel it, you know, and I know that uh, I look forward to the future, man. I look forward to, yeah, totally. to you know, working with There's you. Big things and, coming and for both of us. Absolutely. It's so exciting. Absolutely, man. And I, I'm really grateful that you took the time today, man, to spend time and share your wisdom and your energy with us. And, mm. um, you know, I'm proud of you, man. It's it's extraordinary actually Likewise. listening because I know we've had a po few interviews on Instagram live and we did a few podcasts in the past, but this is mm. this is number one, bro. This is like yeah, this, this is, is next level shit. I feel it, man. It's been amazing. But um, where can people it's find real. you, man? If people want to follow you on Instagram and shit, um, CJ underscore Simons on Instagram. Um, then I obviously have a link tree to everything else. I'm kind of my coaching. I've kind of put on the side for now. I'm just focusing on you know I've got so much in property and stock market and all that. I found that I wasn't able to give my clients so much, but I will be making a comeback in that, which will be more of a mentorship with um helping people that are like myself that might be you know anxiety depression and a few stages where i am now down and how to want to go to the next stages um but right now i'm really in order of getting to the stage where i really want to be and then help people get up to you know where i want to be which there's many people that want to do that which is create financial freedom mm -hmm. mentally emotionally you know um, financially spiritually all that kind of stuff so yeah, CJ underscore Simons. Um, and yeah, love to connect. And, you know, it's all about freedom and freedom of speech and freedom of who you want to be without, you know, having that, having that mindset of caring what everybody else thinks. Because really the opposite to freedom is what? It's a jail. Mm. You're a slave, right? So my biggest value in life and the biggest thing I portray to everyone is freedom, freedom of, you know, not thinking negatively, freedom of being able to think positively and, you know, create that, you know, that abundance wealth mindset that you tr attract the people in your life. Because so many people I know that will be listening that feel stuck and they're hanging around with the wrong people and they're in the wrong relationship with a husband, partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is. Just know there is a, there is something for you there. There is something for you. So yeah, my biggest value is freedom and that's what I portray and want to help everyone out with that is freedom. Amazing. Appreciate you, bro. Love you, man. Thank so you so much. Good. Thank you, bro. Thank you, Lukey. That was good, man. Thank you for joining me on this journey of self-discovery and growth. If you're ready to grow and reach your full potential and find inner peace, send me a DM that says, I want inner peace and I'll send you the next steps. You can accomplish anything you set your mind to. When you change your mind, you change your whole life. So don't hesitate and send that DM over to me. Myself and my team can't wait to meet you and witness your transformation in full glory. See you next week.